The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, too. The Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of the radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side of the page is Bradley's show from yesterday, so if you didn't get a chance to see that, you can check that out up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, at which time he'll be live in that little area. And might I add, I caught a little bit of what was going on in the show. I, guys, I'm not sitting in on the show all the time, uh, so but I did catch some of it. And I think it's worth your time to listen to, because a lot of people out there, Christians, non-Christians included... They know just a couple of verses out of the Scripture, and sadly, they rip them from their context and distort them in order to justify what they do. And this is the one that you hear everybody, oh, you know, let him who's without sin cast the first stone, because they don't like for people to point out where they have erred or where they have sinned. They don't like that. And if you read the full context of it, it's not in order to condemn. They stand condemned already. All of us do. This is why we need a Savior from sin. But the context is very clear that Jesus tells her, even though the guys were doing it completely lawlessly, they weren't following the law. Deuteronomy 22, they were supposed to bring the man to. Um, They weren't following the law. Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. You, You really ought to listen to it. It's a good context show to help you see that when somebody says that, what they're trying to, and they, they leave off the other, what they're trying to do is justify the sin that they've committed. Okay, that's, that's the only reason to use it. Same thing when they say, judge not lest you be judged. Same stuff, same stuff, okay? And listen, we're talking about making moral judgments. We're not talking about being the final judge. That's what Jesus does, okay? That's not what we do. We just can make righteous judgment, just as Jesus says. We are to judge with righteous judgment. And so I highly recommend you take a listen. On the right side of the page, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com is where we're at. Click on the play button. Blow it up on whatever device you got there. Look for the Rumble icon. Click on that. Join us in the chat. A lot of friends over there this morning. Good morning to you guys. Great to see you. And, um, yeah, 
do that. And please subscribe to the channel, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble, and then we're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page. Right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. That goes out late afternoon, early evening each day, and uh, you'll get all of the articles we put out for the day, including, there it is, the Morning Show Archive for you guys who are viewing. You can check that out from yesterday. I have a little update. I'm going to pop in here just a little bit before we get to our main topic, but uh, be sure to check that out. I also, I forgot to do this because I haven't done it in so long, but uh, go to our store. Uh, Bradley's new book is out. He's also got a matching t-shirt. The t-shirt's 20 bucks, and uh, you can find that at our store, thesonsofliberty.squarespace.com, or you can go to sonsoflibertymedia.com. There's a link on the top of the page. Soldiers of the Cross t-shirt, 20 bucks. If you're a double X or larger, obviously there's more material there, so you know, it's $5 more. Uh, and that goes along with the new book that he's got out called Soldier of the Cross Book. I'm going to be reading that, Lord willing, this weekend. Uh, he tells me it's two hours. When somebody tells me it's two or three hours to read, it probably takes me five or six because of the interruptions and everything else I got going on. So um, <clears throat> the Soldier of the Cross Book, 10 bucks in our store. Uh, please check those out. Maybe get one, share it with, uh, with some friends or something like that, and I think that'd be great. Um, <clears throat> let me give you a li- one little update, okay? <clears throat> and then I want to give you a short one-minute video due to the fact that uh, I had a conversation with Dr. Lee Merritt yesterday, and we were talking about some things, and this came up. And I thought, okay, I'm going to put it out there. I'm not saying this is going to happen or any of this stuff. It's just, you know what, part of, part of people's fear is the unknown. And the Bible tells us over and over and over that we're not to fear, right? And you can see people... They recognize their government is attacking them. And thank God some of them are not fearful. That's a good thing. Some are even fighting back in certain ways. And, um, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that. We are to resist tyrants. We are to resist those. Look, the, if the Lord Jesus would do it against Pilate, against Herod, against the people, the Pharisees, uh, who were the religious leaders of the day uh, in Israel— and the apostles did it, and the prophets of the Old Testament did it. Don't you think you and I ought to do it too? Yeah, we should resist them too when they're acting lawlessly. If they're acting lawfully, we want to we want to encourage that. Hey, do what's right, right? But if not, then there's this. So this guy, um, now, you know, in all full disclosure, he claims to be a Jew, not a Zionist. There is a difference there. Uh, but he claims to be a Jew. Um, his name is Jason Jason Shurka. Uh, he started a, um, a website called Unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D.com. They had some problems. I, I got on anything I could get on to post, got a few followers, and then they had something happen. And the whole site went down, and it was down for a long time. I haven't even went back over there or anything like that. So this was shared with me by Dr. Lee. And you hear the talk we heard from Todd Callender that he believes the government's going to release Marburg, which is not a virus. Remember, virus has not been proven to exist. It's not a virus, even though they're calling that. And Dr. Merritt said she believes this guy has predicted, and I don't think he's predicting like pulling it out of a crystal ball. I think he's seeing certain things that are happening, and he's making statements about what's to come. And apparently he's done this with several things that have went on. Again, I don't think that's any kind of prophecy or you know spiritual thing or something like that. I think people can just see the progression of what's going on. But I want you to listen to what he has to say about October the 4th, uh, the FEMA 
remote-controlled emergency broadcast system. Just take a listen to what he has to say here. I was asked to share the following message with the world. Remember, I'm only the messenger. What you choose to do with this information is up to you and your own free will. On October 4th at 2.22 p.m. Eastern Time, the emergency broadcast system will be activated across the entire United States under the leadership of FEMA, disguised as a test. However, this test will be used to send a specific high-frequency signal through devices like smartphones, radios, and TVs with the intention of activating graphene oxide and other nanoparticles that have been inserted into billions of human beings around the world through the obvious mediums. Everyone will be affected regardless of your status. The plan is to also do this in Israel at the same exact time. There are certain organizations that are doing their best to stop this in both Israel and the United States. Hopefully, they will be able to stop this. And stopping this in Israel looks promising, but stopping this in the United States is still up in the air. This will also include Puerto Rico, Hawaii, and Alaska. If the October 4th date does not occur for any reason, the backup plan will be to do it on October 11th at the same time. In the case that this is not able to be stopped, I ask you all to shut off your phones and all other relevant devices at 2 p.m. Eastern time for a period of two hours to be safe. This type of wavelength can affect us physically, mentally, and emotionally. I urge you all to protect yourself, and I ask you all to share this video far and wide. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay, so I'm just sharing it. You do with it what you want to do with it. But I can tell you this, when we had Dr. Bryant... Yeah. When we had Dr. Campfire Charcoal, would YouTube just please stop and let me get off of that? When we had Dr. Brian Artis on, if you recall, all right, if you recall, he talked about the venom and things getting in your bodies, and how did they make it replicate 30 times faster? 5G frequency. That's what they used. So I'm just throwing it out there. You use what you want, you do what you want to do with it. Cost you nothing to heed the message and just turn off a device for a couple of hours on that date or the other date if things don't. I can't see them just coming out and doing that and having a you know a bunch of people die and get sick or whatever right after they do that. I just I can't see it, but I'm gonna throw out the information. You do with it what you want. If you want to use it, if that's fine. If you don't, disregard it. Okay? All right, now with that said, just a little update here. This is from yesterday's, and then we're going to get into what we're talking about today, okay? Came across two different things. Yesterday, I want, I want the women of the audience to listen. I was not chastising women. That's, that's not what I was doing yesterday. I was encouraging men. The message was aimed primarily at yours truly, okay? I was preaching to myself. You know, the Bible talks about speaking to our souls, I do that quite a lot <laughs> uh, to challenge our souls, to, to speak the truth to us. But I'm also speaking to my fellow men out there that a large measure, we can point back to our parents and our grandparents, how they dropped the ball, but a lot of us are dropping the ball too, okay? And we need to take our responsibility and do with it what we do. Now, if you're doing that, then that message isn't for you, okay? I hope it's an exhortation to you. Uh, that you're doing the right thing. But if you're not, it's a call for you to repent and to do what you're to do. So that message was aimed primarily at men. But if you recall, I talked to you about the men, the husbands of these women. Remember I told you that? 
Well, we found out that Christy Noam's husband had left the governor's mansion two years ago. He wasn't living there. We also found out that Lauren Boebert's husband, Jason, issued a statement about what went on. And he took responsibility for it. He took responsibility. Listen to this. This is from, I don't know where this came from, uh, Washington Examiner. And here's what his statement said. This has been, devasta- this has been a dev- devastating divorce that I hold all that I hold all responsibility for. He's taking responsibility for it. It upsets me that everyone believes she left me over fame or new lifestyle. That is far from the truth. Then again, most of what's said about her family is untrue. Another battle we have faced together for too long. Much of this is on me because the problem starts at the root. I am the root. Uh, you know what? Jason, I, if you ever hear this, God bless you. You take the responsibility. And he, he goes on to talk about some things, but it's exactly what I was saying yesterday, that this is, this is what goes on. So I ran across that, and I was going to share that with you. Um, as far as Christy Noam, check this one out. She's called a cheater after Fox News anchor Sean Hannity says Donald Trump is considering her as a VP candidate. Now, you, you just, you can't believe what is said in all of this. And I don't know why the images aren't showing up here, but uh, whatever the case is, um, you know, there it goes. So listen to this. On X, Twitter, whatever, Fox News anchor Sean Hannity shared a brief clip of Donald Trump and Kristen Welker, where Welker asked the former president as he spoke about running mates and vice presidency, are you leaning toward a woman? Now, you can't make up what this guy says. You really can't make it up, okay? Trump responded, I like the concept. I wish I could do, uh, what's his name? Louder with Crowder guy. That guy has got Donald Trump down. I mean, you could put Donald Trump's face in front of that and he could just, anyway, I like the concept, but we're, I'm not even going to try to do it, but we're going to pick the best person, but I like the concept. Okay. Wilker mentioned Christy, you know him and the time she endorsed Trump and asked if he had his eye on her. Now, just that question alone is like, Anyway, I do, Trump said and continued. I think she's fantastic. She's been a great governor. She gave me a full-throated endorsement. A beautiful endorsement, actually, and it's been a very good state for me. And certainly, she'd be one of the people I consider, or for something else, maybe. But we have a lot of great people in the Republican Party. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And you should have seen the responses from people. The people called them out. I mean, they they just, they called him out. And look at the response they gave. John Stevens tweeted, he relates to her because she's a cheater too. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly right. Sherry Smith, now that he knows she's willing to cheat on her husband, he's interested, right? Yeah. Now, some of these aren't showing up, and I don't know why. Pick the person having a very public affair. Yep, checks out. Adulterer supports adulterer. She does check the adultery box. These are some of the comments they were given. Because a commitment to infidelity is important to Trump. Yeah, see, if, if you can't trust them there, you can't trust them in any position of authority. Whether it's in the church or whether it's in the civil government. You can't do it. 
They can't be faithful to their spouse. They're not faithful to God. They're not faithful to the, to the people that they serve. It's as simple as that. Whether they get mercy or not get mercy from God, this is just a common sense issue. Okay? Common sense. With that said, I think that's my updates and everything. Um, I've got a short interview that I'm going to play for you in just a minute uh, from my friend Mark, um, Mark Grennan, uh, live from federal prison. Uh, we did a short little take yesterday. And, you know, we talk about trying to make talk radio into do radio, give things that the people can actually do that may affect a change there. And some people have done that. We've seen change. We had uh, Eric uh, Hughes-Jones up in New York. We've done several shows where people were admonished to go in just to a Zoom link, just log in. You don't even have to be there. Just log in and let them know somebody's watching them. And we've seen great results from that. Uh, Because let me tell you something. You get a judge that think they can just do whatever they want in their courtroom because they think nobody's paying attention except those in the court. Most of them are, you know, agents of the court. You start putting four or five hundred people in that courtroom in a Zoom meeting, and what you end up having is you end up having um, an issue to where they all of a sudden recognize, look, I'm not just doing this in the back corner. I'm doing this out in front of the people. And all of a sudden, they'll start rethinking whether or not they want to go down the line that they were going down rather than do what's right. So um, with that said, we got a caller calling in, and uh, we'll let them get a question or a comment in here. Caller, are you there? Hey, Tim. How's it going, brother? Good. How are you? I'm blessed by the best. Good to hear. What's going on, man? Okay, so it's this. With the FEMA and the emergency notification, Mm -hmm. do not discount this. Everyone has to remember that the government for a while has been releasing uh, documents about a zombie apocalypse. Sure. A friend of mine showed me an obscure movie. It's called Cell or something like that. Okay. And it's where everyone gets a call. And... It activates, I guess, because the graphene oxide is essentially nanotech, okay? Sure. So, in the movie, and you know they use it for predictive programming to tell us what's coming. Yep. The call comes through and everyone just loses it. Everyone who answers the phone just loses it. And they turn into just violent, like, killing machines. Sure. Sure. So do not discount this information. Yeah, there's there's several movies that are like that that are out there where they send signals and it turns people crazy. They turn on each other and all kinds of other things. So, yeah. And I, I just tell Sean, people, I tell people, you do with it what you want to do with it. Um, I'm just yeah. sharing the information. Well, I, I, saw, it, I saw some people in the chat who were like trying to, I don't know, just brush it off, I guess. Do not brush that off. Okay. All right. These people's technology is 50 years ahead of ours. Yeah. You all, all right. have a blessed day. God bless. You Thanks too, man. for taking the call, Ken. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Sean. We appreciate your call. There goes Sean. I'm making a bunch of noise here. And unfortunately, I don't have like a phone bank. I'm using <laughs> Google Voice here. Guys, please, I don't mind talking to you off air, but this number is just for when the show's live. It's just for when the show's live. Okay. Just letting you know. All right. Now, with that said... We've had our friend Mark Grennan on several times. Uh, Mark has been all over the world with his young sons. 
they're still young, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and they have preached the gospel all over the world. They've used chlorine dioxide, which, by the way, for everybody who wants to poo-poo it and call it bleach and everything else, like the Justice Department inaccurately did, um, it is not that. It's a salt mineral. It's not that it can't it can't bleach things. It can. You get it on your clothes, and it'll bleach it. But it's not made of the same thing. What they want you to think of is it's Clorox. That's what they want you to think. That's why they use that term. It is a sort of disinfectant, if you will. It kills bacteria. It kills pathogens and things. And we know it does that. And the FDA knows it, too. They used to approve it for washing your fruits and vegetables and all this other kind of stuff. Now... The obvious thing that you've learned, if you listen to the Sons of Liberty radio show, especially on Saturdays, is that whatever you're putting on your food goes into the food. So if you can use chlorine dioxide to wash your apples, guess what's going to be in the apple? Chlorine dioxide. That's right. That's going to be in there. So this is what they were using. They were not selling it. They gave it to people who couldn't donate, and those who donated, at least $20, he said, they sent them chlorine dioxide for nothing. It was, a, it was a gift to say thank you for donating to us. But the Justice Department, again, just for those who might be new and who don't know the story, this comes from the Department of Injustice, leader of Genesis 2 Church of Healing, Health and Healing, who sold... He didn't sell anything. That's a commerce issue. That's what they're trying to get him on, saying you defrauded the United States and you sold these things and we didn't get our taxes, as if they're owed them. I'm going to tell you, 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 want to, you want to get me all my dander all up, this whole idea of this direct taxation on the people, is, is, uh, it's, a, it's a tyranny. It is a tyranny. Direct taxation on the people threatens their life, their liberty, and their property. It does. And I can't believe how many people call themselves Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, and all this other, who support it. They support it. And they get mad if you don't pay your fair share. They get mad about it. Boy, we need to do a show just on taxes. We really do. Maybe we'll do that. In any case, this one, he sold toxic bleach. No, he didn't. And if you go down and you read some of the articles and things, what they have, and I, I think it may be in this press release. Yeah, so, so here, here's what they do. They show you the sodium chloride powder uh, label. Now, chlorine dioxide is not sodium chloride powder. It contains it but highly diluted. Some of you have called me up to say, hey, Tim, how do I make this you know, out of the flakes? And you know, how much am I diluting? And this, that, and the other. Well, the way they present this, they present it in the worst possible you know, scenario that they can do it. But this is the thing that, this is the image they have up on the DOJ website. They say he sold toxic bleach. None of, neither one of, the, none of that is true. Okay, as a fake miracle cure for COVID-19 and other serious diseases. Now, I'm just going to tell you, we've had Andreas Kalker on, Dr. Andreas Kalker out of Switzerland. They did the study that shows chlorine dioxide that they administered 
cured, yeah, I know I'm using that word, made well, helped the body, let me change that, let me change that from cured, made the body in such a state that it brought healing to itself from the quote-unquote COVIDs, okay? And other serious diseases, this is what they're guilty. But then they say this, guilty of conspiracy to defraud the United States. Now, how did they defraud the United States? How did they do it? Was anybody able to prove that? Nope. Was there a victim here? Nope. No victim. Now, if there's no victim, there's no crime. Let me get, let me just take you over just to uh, give you sort of a, a backdrop for that. That comes from Deuteronomy 19. We'll make mention of that in the interview. And this is what we're told in Deuteronomy 19. When the Lord thy God hath cut off the nations whose land the Lord thy God giveth thee, and thou succeedest them, and dwellest in their cities and in their houses, thou shalt separate three cities for thee in the midst of thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee to possess it. Thou shalt prepare thee away and divide the coast of the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee to inherit into three parts, that every slayer may flee thither. And this is the case of the slayer, which shall flee thither, that he may live. Whoso killeth his neighbor ignorantly, whom he hated not in time past. When a man goeth into the wood with his neighbor to hew wood, and his hand fetcheth a stroke with the axe to cut down the tree, and the head slippeth from the helve, and lighteth upon his neighbor that he die, he shall flee into one of those cities and live. Lest the avenger of blood, which is more than likely a family member, pursue the slayer, while his heart is hot and overtake him. He's not thinking, he's not thinking clearly. He's thinking, my loved one is dead and you're the guy who was with him and I'm going to get you. Okay? And overtake him because the way is long and slay him. Whereas he was not worthy of death inasmuch as he hated him not in the time past. It was an accident. Wherefore I command thee, saying, Thou shalt separate three cities for thee, and if the Lord thy God enlarge thy coast, and as he has sworn unto thy fathers, and give thee all the land which he promised to give unto thy fathers, if thou shalt keep all these commandments to do them, which I command thee this day, to love the Lord thy God, and to walk ever in his ways, then shalt thou add three cities more for thee, beside these three, that innocent blood be not shed in thy land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, for an inheritance, and so blood be upon thee. But if any man hate his neighbor, see, there's two people involved. There's, there's the guy who's doing the thing, and there's the guy who is being done to. And he says, if he hates his neighbor, how is that expressed? Well, it's probably come out of his mouth. He wants to kill the guy. He hates him and despises him for whatever reason, and he's let people know that. And he lie in wait for him, and rise up against him, and smite him mortally that he die, and fleeth into one of these cities. Then the elders of the city shall send, and these are, these are the judges of the city, and fetch him thence, and deliver him into the hand of the avenger of blood. Mm, he's going to deliver him into the hand of the guy who was going to kill him if he didn't make it to the city. The family member. That he may die. I know that's a little strange for some people out there. That's what it says. Thine eyes shall not pity him, but thou shalt put away the guilt of innocent blood from Israel, that it may go well with thee. So what you see here, this is a principle here. If there's no victim, there is no crime. This is why the entire uh, racketeering of speed limits and all these little street laws and all this stuff, it's a, it's a racket. 
It's unlawful. I know we've accepted it, but it's unlawful. I, and I'm, I'm not discounting that maybe there's good speeds, slow speeds to go in certain areas. I'm not discounting that. But to sit here and rob a man of the fruit of his labor because he was going five miles over the speed limit when the cop who was pursuing the, the agent of the state was pursuing him at 20 miles over the speed limit. One, it's unjust. It's hypocritical. It doesn't comport with scripture. Just telling you, does it? You can't find anything like that in scripture. Okay? So there it is. Now, with that said, I'm going to play this short interview with Mark. And what we're going to do is I'm just going to let people know because it's script is a use is a is a strange thing, but here's the, here's what I'm going to show you. Uh, if you want to get this template for the letter that's going to be mentioned to send to the Supreme Court on behalf of Mark and his sons, you can find it here. I'm going to just kind of read it off real quick. Scribd, S-C-R-I-B-D, scribd.com, forward slash user, forward slash 209-506-871, forward slash Tim-Brown. Okay? One more time. Scribd.com, user, or forward slash user, forward slash 209-506-871, forward slash Tim-Brown. That's the profile there. It should be the first letter that comes up. Just going to show you. I, I'll have it in the um, I'll have it in the archives. But this is it. You can print it out. You can copy it. You can share it with other people if you want to do that. If you got a website or something like that, you can share it with them and ask them to also petition. They're asking for a uh, hundred or more letters to be sent to the Supreme Court. Their cases before them, um, and so you know, I think the scriptures are very clear. Um, Galatians. 9, uh, excuse me, 6, 9, and 10 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not, and we ha- as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially, especially unto them who are the household of faith. Let me ask you something. If you were put in jail for something that was not a crime, if you were railroaded and stuff, wouldn't you want your fellow brothers and sisters to come to your aid in some mean or fashion? Yeah, I think you would, and I think that's the case here. So here is the interview I did with Mark Gr- uh, Grennan yesterday, uh, and this is his plea. I just want to, I, I want to, you know, lay this out on here. Okay. Okay, guys, we're here live with Mark Grennan from Federal Prison, and uh, Mark, you're on the line there with us. Yes, sir. All right, so we've got we've, we're, we we're known for taking talk radio and making it do radio. At least that's what we want to have happen. And today you're going to share with us something that the people can do. They can't just we we've heard from you from prison. We've heard from you uh, as far as the story about you and your boys uh, and the conviction there, and then the sentencing that's supposed to take place next month. But you guys have something before the Supreme Court, and you really need the people to help you guys. So tell us what we can do. Now, you know, public opinion is is so important. Um, you know, we're supposed to be a constitutional republic, and based upon the word word of God, the Constitution was established. There would be no Constitution, not even knowing right and wrong, without the Word of God, Bible, people living from England seeking religious freedom. So, what we've done, we've made a stand on the Constitution, obviously. We make a stand on the Word of God, but a document that's basically that we deal with in America is the U.S. Constitution, its original form, 
And we know that it has different rights. It's called the Bill of Rights. First 10 amendments are the Bill of Rights. Rights for everyone to be able to um, claim and demand. So what we did is we asked the Supreme Court, which, by the way, in the first Article 3 of the Constitution and Article 6, not the amendments, but the articles, it says that, that it is the law of the land, the U.S. Constitution. That is the law of the land. In another place, it says if anything goes against the U.S. Constitution, the law of the land, it, any law, any code, any statute, any regulation, any act, it's null and void. Yeah, that's There's Marbury versus Madison there. Yep. Exactly. It does not have to be obeyed. So what we did is we've asked the Supreme Court. Um, first of all, we waited almost three years for a speedy trial. That's another story in itself. But back almost three years in July, really June, we wrote the Supreme Court letting them know we're demanding a Seventh Amendment trial by jury under common law. We let the Supreme Court know that. We let this inferior court here, the federal Southern District Federal Court here, set it in front of the judge. We said this, we're demanding this type of trial. Not the trial they want to do, but a trial by jury. Why will we do that? Because it's under common law. What is common law? basically natural law, natural law, biblical law. And under common law, you can see this in Deuteronomy 19, you need an accuser, you need an injured party to go forward with the court. The court can't move forward unless there's an injured party. So we're asking the judge, okay, is there a valid claim from a man or a woman that we've injured them? If there is, bring that person forward and we will have a trial, a, a jury of our peers, and we'll, we'll expose it. And if we can do it before a jury, great. If we can do it without a jury and take care of this, this problem, this controversy, basically what they call it in the Bible, then we will take care of it if between that person we've injured. Well, there's been no valid claim. We asked him to, so we sent it up to the Supreme Court and said, please, we're demanding this, put it on record, that we're asking for a Seventh Amendment trial by jury under common law. This judge does not want to give it to us. We're demanding it. We're so, not gonna Mark, can I interject just a little bit for those who yes. heard the, the, the uh, interview that we did last time? Can you tell people what kind of, of trial they gave you? Because you were making distinction between a trial by jury and a jury trial. What did they actually do the last time? That's, that was my next point. I was just going to say that we asked them, and the judge said, we'll give you a jury trial. He said, no, we want a trial by jury. So she said, okay, you know, we'll do it. But she never did. What they did was we got to the time period where they said, okay, here's your trial date. We went in. Again, we demanded it. So what she did, she says, here's your jury trial. Like, no, we don't want a jury trial. We want a trial by jury. Jury trial is basically an admiralty trial, an administrative court found here in these local courts, federal courts. They're, they're corporate courts, basically. 
They based on statutes and codes. We didn't want that. We wanted common law. She, she ignored us, so we told her we're not participating. They chose the jury while we just sat there. Um, they went through the whole trial while we just sat there. We didn't comment, say yes or no. We didn't even acknowledge our name. Just sat there. She was frustrated, but they pushed her through basically the mock trial. They railroaded us. After a day and a half of sitting there, 20 minutes, the jury went out, came back, guilty in all points. Now, she said uh, during, before they went to deliberate, she told them, do not consider the First Amendment. The First Amendment does not apply here. These people are not a church, which we are. 45 years you are. And, uh, this call is from a federal prison. As well as uh, articles of association. We mentioned the scriptures. We mentioned what we're doing as a church. I've been a preacher 45 years as a member. And um, so they pushed it through, went through it, and they said, guilty. We're going to sentence you on October 6th. Now that's coming up in a little over two and a half weeks. Um, We'll be going to before her be sentenced by this mock trial under a, under a administrative court. It's called Admiralty Court, uh, basically a corporate court, not a constitutional court. And so, what we're doing, we're asking the people to, because we First Amendment says we have the right to redress our grievances, whether it's the judicial branch, the legislative branch, or the executive branch. In our country, you have the right to tell you we're not satisfied. And then, back to but it says in Article 3 that the government gets its just, just rights by the consent of the governed. They, they, as long as they're doing what's right and we consent to it, we'll give them the ability to, to um, try and make laws and, and you know, administrate the, the government. Well... They've basically, we're asking people to go. I think Dick maybe sent you a, a letter that we want people to handwrite. They can even put it in their own words. But to some basic points, we want them to write to the Supreme Court stating, basically, these people have asked, demanded a trial by jury seventh amendment. By giving it, they went forward with intent. It's a criminal thing when you do intent. The judge said, I'm not going to give you what you asked. I'm going to go forward with what I want to do. So that's a criminal act. Really, it's treason. Then they even came up with a verdict. Now they're going to sentence us. We're not going to cooperate. We're not going to consent. In fact, we're going to preach the word of God and witness to them. How do we have peace? We're standing on Romans 8, 28. We're standing on the fact that God gives us peace. You know, we reap what we sow if we so good things will reap good things. In all my life, I've tried, not perfect, please the Lord and do His will. We're going to mention those things, then we're going to tell them. Basically, the Supreme Court knows about this beforehand, before this trial, after, and knows it now. People have written the Supreme Court, and as of last Wednesday, we put a claim in against the U.S. government, the Federal Claims Court. It's there now. We're going to mention all those things to this judge. And prayerfully, she would, and we were going to ask him to dismiss the case with extreme prejudice and release us, dismiss all charges. 
I don't know if she's going to do that or not. She would be smart to do it because we're not going to back down. Right, make a stand. Bible says, have you done all? Stand on the truth. So what we're asking people to do is write, um, a, you know, small letter, points that Dick sent you. I, I can't do a lot of things here because limited in what we can do. Basically telling them these people have demanded this. You didn't give it to us. Supreme Court, you're supposed to be the, the last stop, basically, of those that believe the Constitution, defending the Constitution. We're asking you to pay attention to this. We've had it for six weeks, really longer than that. June demanded it, so it's been three or four months. They've they know about, well, they've had it anyways there in their, in their uh, system, the Supreme Court. We're asking them, please, look at this. As a father, three sons, never been have a criminal record at all, been missionaries their whole life. All they've done is tried to love God with all their heart, love their neighbors as themselves. That's basically all we've tried to do in our life. And uh, you look into this. You contact us. Would you contact the court down here and basically warn them not to go forward with the sentencing? Because that's another nail in the coffin. This administrator. This call is from a federal prison. That they violated our right, the Seventh Amendment and the First Amendment. Mm. It all started back in April 8th, 2020, when they wrote me and said, Shut down your church. Do not provide. What you're doing to the people, basically, but letting people, showing them how to detox their body from chemicals, toxins, viruses that would eliminate any kind of uh, COVID or any kind of flu, many different things we've been around the world since 2007. We didn't, they're making it look like a trial that we started this in 2020. To make some money off of COVID. Yeah, Mark, when let's you... let's 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 clarify because listen, our audience is uh, well aware of chlorine dioxide, and that's what you were you guys were using. Um, we showed the in the last interview, the Department of Justice, the Department of Injustice, as it is now, um, has said that you sold bleach. Neither one of those things are true. You gave it away. You you send it to people who donated, so you never sold anything. There was no commerce going on. And you didn't sell bleach. You sold chlorine dioxide. That's completely different. It's not that it can't bleach something uh, in, the, in the way we understand it, but it's not Clorox. It's not. It's made up completely different. It's a natural compound that's put together. So people in the audience are, I think, they should be clear by now. If you're not, come back after class and I'm going to get the ruler to your hand. Uh, but but they're, they're aware of chlorine dioxide. And so they need to understand that as they are using chlorine, and I, I've had several people that says, thank you for turning me on to this because I treated this with it or I treated that with it. I'm not going to give the health things. You guys find it out for yourself, but I've had so many people do it and we did it. We, I just got off the phone with a guy telling, we use chlorine dioxide baths with my, my daughter, my oldest daughter who's at home, not the oldest daughter, but the old, oldest one that's home because she was having some breathing problems. She said, I really think that helped me. And she's continuing to do that protocol. Well, People are doing that now, Mark. They could be just as much in danger from telling their friend about what they experienced and advising them to go on and 
to trichlorine dioxide for whatever their situation is. They could be just as susceptible as the federal government doing to them what they've done to you. So I want people to understand that, that, you know, they've targeted you because one, you've preached the gospel and two, because you've, you've went to help people uh, in some manner, get their bodies in shape so that they can restore their own health. So I, I want people to understand this is very practical for them as much as it is for you. And so when they write these letters, and I was just kind of going through one, but I'll have this up on uh, Scribd and I'll have it in the archive so people can basically copy and make their own letter that they want to send to these Supreme Court justices to hear what you have, what you guys have to say. Exactly. Don't we as humans have the right to put whatever I want in my body, eat whatever I want? Isn't that part of the free God gives us? Be able to do that? Isn't that what God said that we can do? Can if I want to, if I if I wanted to take a poison and drink it, that's up to me. I have that right. Obviously, I wouldn't want to do that. If I want to eat good natural foods, it's my right to do that. If I want to go to McDonald's, it's my right. Now the government is telling us, under the direction of the pharmaceuticals. You have to do this. You have to do that. Don't. We're going to put you in jail. Look at the CDC, which is a private company with over 20 vaccine patents, makes over four billions a year off of those patents. The vaccine company. What they said the other day was all children over six months old. Okay. All right. Mark is. Uh, he is. Uh, the line is cut off. Uh, as you know, he can only call for about 15 minutes. I think we're going to get another call back from him here in a second, so I'll have to go through the whole procedure. Um, but as that's going on, let me get my, uh, see if I got my volume here, where I can turn this down so it's not so loud, and then we'll turn it back up once he comes on. But just to point this out, this is Galatians chapter 6. This is what it says. Verse 7, be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we fail not. Now i got all kinds of stuff going on here, uh, so let me answer the phone. Let's see if we can put this in. And this call is from a federal prison. We have to prison. listen to the federal prison You will not lady. be charged for this call. This call is from Mark Brennan. I'll pick this up with Mark this once he comes on. This call will be recorded and subject to monitoring at any time. To accept this call, press 5. To block, you may begin speaking now. Okay, Mark, we got we got you back, and I was just reading a passage of Scripture out of Galatians chapter 6 here. And I just want to finish this while you're on the phone with us. But it says in verse 9, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if, if, if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are the household of faith. And this is what you've been doing. You've been providing the gospel to people all over the world. Uh, you've also been providing the chlorine dioxide to help them uh, get better. And uh, and for that, you and your sons have been targeted. And it's our responsibility on this side of the prison walls to do good for you and your sons, the household of faith, 
in something that's very simple. It's it's not like it's going to cost us our blood or we're going to, you know, have major problems over it. We, it. You're just asking that we send a letter on your behalf. Yes. If they could do that, take maybe 30 minutes in written typed, send that in there overnight. It will get there right away. And we'll be able to have, we like to have hundreds of people do it. That means they pay attention when people write them, write them like there's an abuse going on. So therefore, they pay attention and like, wait, let's look into this. This isn't just one person. Look into this. See what's happening. So they're going to cut me off in a minute here. They're going to count us. Okay. I hate the fact that I'm at the mercy of this jail. Yeah, let me let me ask you one thing before you get cut off. I've got a friend. He's got courtroomwatch.com. Will your will your hearing be like a Zoom kind of thing where people could come in and they can hear what's going on? Or is this going to be a cl- kind of a closed session? This is, um, I don't know. They don't let any federal prison, they don't let any cameras. No, no, no I'm talking about, I'm talking about the court. Court October 6th? Uh, yeah, the one that you get, that they're supposed to sentence you on or, yeah. or any of these others. Yeah. Are any no, of those open to the public? Cameras. No, they don't let any cameras in. And uh, people can personally come in Miami Federal District Court, sit there because it's public, but they don't let any cameras in. Um, so therefore, no. They so they will bring you and your sons in there, uh, yep. actually in the courtroom. You won't be going yep. via camera or something like that or no. Zoom or something One like that. One at a time, just shackled, hands and feet. You stand there. That's crazy. Uh, this is yeah, absolutely crazy. They, they don't even have, Mark. They don't even have a body or any accusers except the government themselves saying you defrauded us, uh, and they've got you in in leg irons and 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 handcuffs and shackles. I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. It is. It, it's uh, okay. I have to stop. They're gonna they do promotion in me, guys. Try to get this out, um, Tim. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And thank you for your time, buddy. We're praying. They're going to shut me down. God bless. Take care. All right. You Love too. You guys. Uh-huh. Take care. Bye-bye. There goes Mark. Okay. All right. There is the interview I had with Mark. You could see it was very sh- uh, short. They're being shut. They're being locked down like every day. They're being told it's an elevator issue or whatever uh, at the prison. But uh, it's one of the most corrupt prisons in the United States down there in Miami. And you, you hear what's going on. Okay. Uh, and by the way, Mark could be on the internet, on the phone, all day long in the Colombian jail, for which our government paid $250,000 to arrest him and his sons, and $10,000 a month on your back to house him till they brought him up here. Then they did all this other stuff of spending money. Now, that's your federal government at work. So with that said, let me throw this in, okay? This is how you can help Mark and his sons if you want to. A large, uh, Some of this... Uh, I think they get some some legal counsel, but they represent themselves, okay? Because they realize the attorneys and lawyers and all are, are you know agents of the court there. So they get advice on certain things, but their presentations are their own. And I've got several letters uh, you can sign up for to get their letters of things they presented to the court. All of them contain the gospel of Jesus Christ in them, first and foremost. I mean, that's right there in it. But you can help them because they're having to buy their own food because they don't believe the food there is good for consumption. In fact, Mark told me on one occasion, he's been in areas of the world where they eat human flesh, and he says, that's what it smells like. 
when they serve their meat. I don't know if that's what they're doing, but he says that's what they're saying. And so they have to uh, get things from the commissary there. And so if you want to help them, it's givesengo.com, givesengo.com, and then forward slash G9AT9. Givesengo.com forward slash G9AT9. Not 89, A, the letter A, letter T, and 9. Just want to make sure everybody's clear on that. I want, want, I want to give you one more thing, and that is to keep praying for them, support them in what they're doing. They're, because even behind bars, they're sharing the gospel with people. Uh, they're sharing with them how, how they can uh, take care of themselves and how they can come to know the Lord. So all that's still going on in jail where they're at. Now, this is from Acts chapter 12. Listen to what happens. About that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four uh, quaternions. Of, that's a big word for me this early in the morning. Soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Hmm. And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came unto him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side and said, and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands, and the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did, and he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out and followed him, and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. And when they were past the first and second ward, they came in unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened them of his own accord, and they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of surety that the Lord hath sent his angel, and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod, and from the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered there together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken, named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, Thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that he was even so. Then said they, It is his angel. And Peter continued knocking. When they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. <laughs> you see, folks, prayer is just the means of getting us into the mindset of the will of God. That's all it is doesn't move anything. God's going to move. He's just getting us in preparation for what he's doing. We pray his will be done, right? And even here, these people were astonished that it happened. They didn't even, they couldn't even believe that God had answered their prayers. Bradley be with you at three. We'll be back in the morning, Lord willing, 6 a.m. Adios.